Hey everybody, TC here. Our friends at Cooper Tires have a great option that they want you to know about. It is the Cooper Discoverer Enduramax. The Enduramax tire has enhanced durability thanks to technology from Cooper's off-road truck tires. This means the drivers can tackle any road condition with a smooth and quiet ride. The Enduramax is packed with cut and chip resistant tread technology that helps combat poor road conditions that try to chew up your tires. Its improved internal construction helps provide an even footprint and thus improves tread wear. Light truck belts have been integrated into the design, thus helping to improve strength and overall driver handling. If you drive an SUV, you need this tire. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by a treadwear mileage warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca in Canada. All right, welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. Uh, excited for this one today. Got colleague Ben Hotailing on the phone, uh, our Kansas correspondent, and uh, we're going to do Prairie Dunes. Um, I, I was lucky enough to go out there with Ben, a few of his buddies, uh, this past summer, and I can't wait to get back. It was freaking awesome. So, Ben, how how long have you been getting out to Prairie Dunes? Oh man, I've been lucky enough to go five times over the last, uh, I guess, year, year and a half, um, and it's quickly became a very special place to me. You know, being from Kansas, it uh, you know, doesn't feel like anything anywhere near. Kansas when you're on on property so yeah it's a, it's a total treat every time you get the opportunity to uh to step out there and um enjoy some world-class golf so I think first first question is where where the hell is it in Kansas <laughs> so it's in Hutchinson Kansas it is um you know it's a it's a max school of Kansas uh towns if you will it's definitely a a mid-major uh people know about it but it's not um you know it's not a wichita it's not a lawrence if you will so it's an old you know it, it's an interesting town it was booming back when um you know industrial revolution if you will uh, i guess a little bit later than that uh, but it's an old mining town so a lot of blue collar people and it has not changed population in the last like 40 or 50 years so it's a very interesting, very unique town, um, you know, has a lot of that old school vibes, if you will, and very much blue collar. So it's so interesting, such an interesting ju juxtaposition to have, you know, world-class golf course in an area where these individuals, you know, having a, a country club at all, I think is is unique, you know, for the people that they're supporting there in Hutchinson. So naturally the word's gotten out and the national mem membership really brings the country club along. So. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting place. Uh, you know, Hutchinson's known for their salt mines. They house like all these important documents um, for companies and, and government, et cetera, um, you know, deep in these salt caves because there's no, um, you know, the salt takes up all of the, um, you know, all the water out of the air. So it preserves the documents. That's what Hutchinson is known for. Really? Um, and then you have Prairie Dunes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a very interesting, interesting town. Huh. Yeah, I know it from uh, the... Netflix show, um, uh, the what's the what's the football show that I'm thinking of with with, with the community colleges oh. and and yes yes huge scene huge um 
you know, community college football scene, their uh, their high school absolute menaces as well. Just <laughs> rolling out D one athletes like crazy. We uh, when we played them, it's just it, totally different league. I don't know what it is about that that place, but yeah, they they roll out some uh, some athletes. So so Hutch is 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 what about two and a half from Kansas City. Yeah, two and a half, uh, three on the long end. It's it's south. I wouldn't necessarily say south, but it's central Kansas, and it's uh, about forty five minutes away from from Wichita, which is you know south central Kansas. Okay, and as far as yeah, I mean, so so go. It's a it's a Perry Maxwell, um, and then his son, uh, Press as well, right? Yeah, so it's nine and nine. Um, the nines are a little bit split up. Uh, Perry gets a, a lot of the, um, I guess he's given the responsibility of designing the golf course. But at the end of the day, like him and Perry, and personally, I like the holes that, you know, press has done just as much, if not more than some of the Perry holes. But um, I do think that, you know, Perry gets the majority of the uh, recognition for designing the course because it sounds like press has taken a lot of his ideas and um, you know what he'd written down before he had um, you know passed away and moved that you know those ideas on to what he ended up doing to complete the golf course back in um, I believe it was 1957 um, you know to complete Prairie Dunes what we see of it today what's been the arc of the club yeah. over the last you know it's like since since really 56 57 when it was when it was initially built yeah. So, you know, again, it's, it's when I try to put it into um, perspective and, and I think that was one of the, your big takeaways, it's like, this could be called just Hutchinson country club. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, that that's the vibe that they have there. I mean, it's, it's very affordable for the people in Hutchinson. Um, I talked to individual rusty Hiltz. He's an absolute legend in Hutchinson. He calls all of the, um, you know, high school football games and uh, just an absolute menace he's he's one of the most you know he's he's been he's been awake before woke was even a thing so <laughs> he uh <laughs> he you know has been a green chairman and um he's been around since the first uh i guess you know since the the 60s when um you know jack nicholas was out there you know competing on the golf course so he's seen pretty much everything that you know, Hutch has been through, or excuse me, Prairie Dunes has been through, um, you know, since it became an 18 hole golf course. So his big thing was, you know, he joined in the, in the early seventies for 1500 bucks as a, um, you know, for the joiner fee. And it's only got to be 10,000 today as, um, you know, as an extremely popular golf course. The reason they've been able to do that is because of the boom of the national membership. Um, you know, they have about 270 national members from what I've been told. And, uh, you know, the golf course is able to still be that kind of central meeting place, social place, um, you know, golf place for the people of Hutchinson. Um, you know, however, these national members that, that come in and get to enjoy the, the opportunity to play this world-class golf, um, you know, it keeps Prairie Dunes on the trajectory that it needs to be to continue to maintain being a world-class golf course um while also giving the people in hutchinson the ability to stay members you know be social go to the pool with their kids you know start join in in the the tennis program you know all those different elements that just make it a friendly comfortable 
country club for the people of Hutchinson. Um, you know, so the national membership is, is huge. And I think that's going to be a focus for them moving forward to continue to uh, maintain and you know, focus on the improvements of the golf course that it needs to, to keep its position, you know, where it is in the, the golf world. Yeah. I mean, rankings wise, it's, it's like, I think it's like 18th in one of the lists and mid twenties in the other one. I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's up there. I think f for me, it's like, um, the, the ethos and the, environment of the club reminded me a lot of Pasa Tiempo. Um, you know, more of a country club than Pasa Tiempo, but at the same time, you know, similar to Pasa Tiempo in that they 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 use the architectural interest of it to, you know, kind of fund the club for the locals. And I think that's a that's a really, you know, both smart and uh it's a it's a comfortable way of doing things. It's it brings back it, it brings golf back to not being about socioeconomic status and just like, hey, let's go appreciate this wonderful, you know, um, gem. Uh, so I think so. So so going back, like the the first not like how long was the first nine open before they added the the second nine? Like thirty years, forty years. Yeah. So nineteen thirty seven, um, Perry had opened up, you know, nine holes, which are the first hole the second hole, uh, the sixth hole, seventh hole, eighth hole, ninth hole, 10th, 17th, 18th. Okay. Um, so I, if you can, I, I know you've been there, so you can kind of see how that would wrap around kind of the clubhouse to where it is today. And then they expand it out um, to make the rest of the press hole. So it was like 1937 when the club opened, it was nine holes. And then mid fifties, you know, press came in, finished the concept that, you know, Perry had put out there, um, you know, while putting his spin on it, I think the holes are different. Um, and then, you know, mid fifties is, is when the golf course is 18 holes, kind of what it is today. Um, around 6,500 yards from the backs in you know, the early seventies and they're over 7,000 today. So they've, they've continued to work on it, continued to massage it. Um, but what I think is, is great is their focus has always been on, you know, if we're going to expand, we're going to maintain the intent of, of the holes, right? If it was a five iron in 1965, when you know, Jack was out here, um, well, we want it to be a five iron in today's technology as well. So they haven't done anything to, you know, lengthen for the sake of, you know, the sake of lengthening or to make it more challenging. It's, it's always been, you know, intent focused and you know, wanting to, respect what Perry and press had you know been out there for so I think just the ethos just naturally from where they've been you know when, when press came in all through you know today it's it's been um, very respectful towards the architecture it's been very focused on the golf the golf experience um, you know they don't find themselves getting too <laughs> you know in the weeds with spending money on this you know, grandiose uh, clubhouse or whatever you know they, their entire intent whenever they go in there and touch anything is like we wanted to make it seem like we were never here yeah. like this was just something that has always been the way that it is um and i think that's what makes it so special at least in in my mind um, i'm like going through those holes in my head of the ones that that perry did and like just just like long ball busters with some wild greens you know and and, and oh, i yeah. think it's the um you know the Maxwell rolls is what is what everybody always says, but it's it's truly like you know there's there's a, there's so much going on in the interior of the greens that um, you know just just thinking about even you know like 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 number one is is par four 
you know, there's not a, there's not a whole lot to it. It, it it's a it's a fair opening hole, but you get up to the green and you just you know like you can be short sighted or you can be in a seemingly benign spot, you know, going around there on your first time. And you're like, whoa, this is you know, I wish I would have known this. I would have I would have missed way over there. You know, it, it it's it's just it's really uh, it's a grower. I think like I I felt like it was actually my first round. Um, not at Jack's Beach since I started playing lefty was at Prairie Dunes. And uh I was like, oh my God. All right, we gotta like we gotta we gotta strap in. We <laughs> we gotta <laughs> we gotta be prepared to to uh grind a little bit today. Um because I mean the so like the second hole, um, which is another original parry, um, that one's a, a uphill um uphill par three that is you know, again, like that, that green, that was kind of the welcome to Prairie Dunes moment for me. That green was oh, yeah. like, holy shit, man. <laughs> super wide. And it kind of sits on this little bench up there. Um, and then, uh, one of, one of yeah. the many shortest par fives in America. Yeah. As they like to say. Yeah. It was like, it, like, it's not, it's not crazy hard if you hit the green, but if you miss the green anywhere, you're just absolutely like you're, you're scrambling to make four. Um, and and um but yeah i mean as far as like favorite holes and just just kind of you know like that 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 combo of number seven and number eight really like did it for me like that green sight on seven kind of in those dunes in those and i think that was something that 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 definitely stuck out as well of you know it like and, and you mentioned it earlier like the property just just kind of rises up out of out of nowhere um you feel like there's there's not a whole lot going on, and then you get within five minutes, and all of a sudden you start seeing, seeing this dunescape and seeing these, you know, kind of these sandy bluffs, and you're like, "Whoa, this is where did this come from?" Right. No, it's it's crazy. It's you know from Wichita and beyond all the way up till pretty much when you're rolling into the facility, it's like pancake flat, like ideal farmland. You know, you pass you pass the. Uh, you know, the Amish facility where they're selling furniture, et cetera. And it's just like all of a sudden, boom, whoa, yeah. like here it is. And and I will say, you know, having been around that, that area, generally speaking, it seems like Prairie Dunes is on the most interesting of that land. I mean, it's pretty drastic. Um, you know, it's no carn, but it's the dunes are big and, and it's, it's sizable. And um, you, know, you can definitely, it, it feels like you're on Mars, you know, yeah. being all throughout Kansas and then showing up there. It's like, whoa. Yeah. The, um, uh, the, I think the other thing that, that like sticks out to me, the eighth hole is like, the, it, that's the hardest. I think that's the hardest part four I've ever played. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. like just the hands down. the way that the <laughs> land kind of heaves downward. Um, and it, it really tricks your eye off the tee. It's dog leg, right. Kind of goes uphill, but not until, you know, you start getting into the second shot. And I mean, I'm not sure how long it is. I don't have the scorecard up. It's like four, 468 440 from i think the tees that we were playing and uh and it is i mean just such a challenging second shot to where you're hitting a long iron or hybrid or even wood in my case into you know green that's that's kind of built up and it's got got all sorts of you know nasty shit down front right so um you know and then i think i think the other thing that was that was interesting was we got two different wins the day that we played where it mm -hmm. you know it totally switched. We played in the morning, 
And then, you know, the wind totally switched in the afternoon. And I think that's, you know, you can't really talk about Prairie Dunes without talking about the wind, right? That is far and away the, the you know, the thing about Prairie Dunes. The wind can absolutely whip. I mean, we're talking 30 plus mile an hour crosswinds on the eighth hole. When you're trying to play that hole, it becomes an absolute monster. I mean, we're talking driver three wood type of hole, <laughs> but you know, the fifth hole that that's the one that everyone points to when they talk about the wind, cause it yeah. is you know, set up to be straight into a South wind. It's a monster. I think it's, it's close to 500 yards. Um, I could be mistaken. It might be like 480, um, but into a South wind. I mean, we're talking driver three wood pitch to get up there. And then when it's flipped and it's North wind, which we had it in the morning, you know, I think I hit like driver, pitching wedge, something like that. Um, so it, it's crazy how much it, it seriously defines the strategy of that golf course. Um, seven is such a good hole. I think it's, you know, probably more like a par four and a half when the wind is is pumping down, um, you know, cause it's, it's straight down south wind mm -hmm. and uh, talk about a, a fun approach shot. Um, you know, it's actually kind of funny, the, the dunes that surround it, they look so natural, but I think those are actually manufactured. So that's one of those elements where it's like, hey, this looks like this perfect, you know, dunescape, but kind of that one tee box and, and around seven green. Yeah, those were were actually built. So, um, you know, again, another example of how they kind of you know, focus on that naturalism element. But uh, yeah, those two holes are, are fantastic. Five and seven. I, I love those. Um, and eight. Yeah, it's the hardest golf hole, hole I've ever played in my life. Um, I've never made a four and you did so you got that on me forever. <laughs> yeah that was i think that was blind luck um yeah the uh like going back to to five like five on the card from the you know this this may not be the championship card but but from the tips on this one it's it says uh 438 and it says you know par four slash par five for, for for the ladies and then eight is longer on the card and that one is just a straight up four for everybody so you know right. that 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 goes to show you the importance of the wind and 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 the way that that kind of interacts with with you know that part of the course. Um, I think one hole that really stuck out to me, and and it's not one of the original Perry holes; it's a press hole. But number three, I really enjoyed that one. It's you know uh, kind of short, like awkwardly short par four. Um, you know, not really short enough to where it's a you know you can drive it, but short enough to where you could hit legitimately whatever you want off the tee and then mm -hmm. you know and then it's kind of a choose your own adventure hole um but the you know you better hit the fairway you know or else you're you're coming into a weird green um you know out of the rough or out of the long stuff it's it's not an easy thing no not at all and you're looking at those eyebrow bunkers from the, the yeah. fairway that you have to just crest but actually there's a lot of space in between that and the green yeah that one is is I can't play that hole to save my life. <laughs> I think next time I'm just going to hit driver at the green and just hope <laughs> to God that it, it pops out somewhere. Yeah. And so, you know, like going through, you know, th you know, getting through like, uh, like six, six, a great hole. Seven is unbelievable. Eight's unbelievable. Nine's a great hole. And then you get back to the clubhouse and you're like, God, like that's, that's awesome. And then you kind of set off on the, on the back nine and really, really cool part three to start things off. Uh, number 10, right there next to the clubhouse. You got the pool there and everything. And then it just yeah. keeps getting ramped up through the back nine. Um, and it just keeps getting better and better and better as you go along. And 
know, it's like that was I was I was blown away by the time we got to, you know, 13, 14, 15. I'm like, holy shit, man. How can this keep getting better? So yeah, you know, I'd be remiss to not talk about 12. I think that that's yeah. one of the you know, defining holes of that golf course. Um, it does some of the things that like, you know, I think if on paper might be you know, negatives, but like that hole is awesome. You know, they have this, this branch, it's kind of leaning over where if your tee shot is not you know perfectly positioned on the left side of the, the fairway, like you're going to have to deal with that tree one way or another. Yeah. Um, if you're off, you know, off in either direction, like good luck. Um, the green's super tough. If you go long, which it's begging you to, you know, you're, you're going to fall down and have a, a 20 yard pitch coming back up. So, you know, it's, it's funny. It's one of those ones that's on paper. It's like, eh, I don't know, but when you play it and you're there, gosh, it's such a good hole. It's absolutely fantastic. It, it requires you to shake the ball both ways it requires you to be you know accurate, but also it's like abundantly fair. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the big thing. You know, it's like, I'd consider Prairie Dunes as a whole to be like a player's golf course, but at the same time, it, it's abundantly fair. It kind of um, hits on a lot of those elements that you'd like to see with, with plenty of width, you know, it's, hole 17 is 70 yards wide. Like if you can't get it in this area, I don't know what to tell you. Um, a lot of that they have to do because of the wind. I mean, you'd be in the gunch all day long if you didn't have that width, but um, you know, some way or another, it just kind of all comes back around. I think, you know, those greens are really what, what does it. Yeah. I mean, it shows you, you don't have to trick, trick a place up to make it interesting and challenging and, and fair. As long as the greens are good, you can kind of work back from there, you know? Um, I think the, like, you know, I think at that point I was like, I'd maybe played six or seven rounds of golf left-handed and we played 36 holes. And I think I broke, I broke 90 the second round from, you know, like 6,000 yard plus tees, you know, like it wasn't a, and, and, and that's with like a quad and, <laughs> and a quintuple bogey, I think on, <laughs> on the last two holes, those crushed me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think like, you know, going back to the back nine there, like I think, um, is it 13 and 14 that really like, they, they kind of mirror each other, um, but they're, they're relative, you know, like they're both. Um, they're both dog leg lefts. Both dog leg lefts, kind of varying lengths though. Um, like those, those two right. stick out to me as well of like, there's a lot of nuance out there on the back nine. And, you know, just the way that, the way that, you know, it uses these like kind of long, broad slopes on the back nine is, is, is just handsome holes. Yeah, absolutely. 12, 13, 14. Um, that's a really tough stretch to beat of par fours, <laughs> really world-class par fours. I absolutely love them. Totally different strategy from every single one. The wind's right on 14. You can go for it, which is crazy. Um, you know, but the, the, the use of, of the land movement is, is, you know, just spectacular. It looks so natural when you're out there, you know, the, the bunkers are dug into these you know, dunescapes and such on 13 that really makes it a uh, challenging visual hold, but there's so much space out there. If you can just block that out, you know, kind of using some blindness to, to their advantage to make that interesting. And then yeah, 14 um, that's one that you're just like, this is a birdie hole. And then you hit your drive and <laughs> you, you could be, you could be grinding that. for double if you're in the wrong spot again. Like that's right. such a cool driving hole where you got to commit to a line and you got to really, you got to really see what you want to do and commit to it. Otherwise you're just going to be caught, caught right in between and it's going to punch you in the face. 
Absolutely. And then you have the most um, picturesque hole. I was going to say, we haven't even talked about, (laughs) we haven't talked about the signature (laughs) hole yet. Yeah. (laughs) Which it's interesting. I, I, I've heard of people from the back tees being able to like get up there and, and hit those trees up there. So kind of force you to, to be a bit of a shot maker, but um, yeah, that's, that's such a good hole. Gosh, I've hit everything from eight iron to five iron trying to approach that green and God, I just can't ever get anything to stop. Yeah. Such a good hole. Um, just that, a little bit uphill. I think it, that's the one that, uh, you know, on the college, on the collegiate event or the um, NCAA championships, when they had those out there, that's the one that I, you know, kind of sticks out. I'm like, whoa, like this, this one. And then, um, uh, definitely seven on the front, but, but, you know, this one, and then, uh, the one earlier that you were talking about, um, number 12 with the branches, you know, right. uh, you know, like kind of see, seeing, seeing trees force, you know, force your hand a little bit. And, and I think that's different from having trees encroach upon, all different spots on the golf course. Like these are very, very conscientious, um, you know, like uh, targeted um, spots to have these trees coming in versus it. Like it's, it's not just by happenstance, right? Right. It's not just there to make the hole harder. It's strategic. It's, it's very targeted. Like you said, place for a reason. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I think like going, going to like, I mean, 16, cool hole. And then 17, I think that's the other hole that I, I, I remember more than any other just because, um, you know, kind of str- long straightaway par five. I wouldn't even say that long, but just, just straightaway par five probably plays back into the wind uh, as far as prevailing. Uh, and this green, it, it, you know, it sits up, um, you know, just, it's kind of like this muffin green <laughs> and it just sits up there and oh, everything rolls off brutal. in every direction. And, um, the, yeah, you can go for it in two, but you can get yourself in a pickle up there. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, and they had just done those, um, the banks on those greens when you and I had, had been there, they had shaved them down to, to green height yeah. to where you looked at it. You're like, Oh, man like are you for real that is insane i mean it's just a cliff's edge that you could fall off of if you're not pinpoint accurate i've been over that green on 17 and two and like it's a seven like that's just what you're gonna have to deal with so um yeah that that one's that's such a fantastic hole it's 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 one of those it's so handsome and 70 yards wide yeah you know with the rough it's it's 100 yards wide in in your driving space and all you want to do is hit a good one so you can try to land on that green but good luck they also have the signature um yucca the the logo they have this perfect yucca that sits right up there and it's just like oh what a great way to complete your round at, at prairie dunes that was another thing where just like the the way that the bunkers blended into the you know native grasses and how seamless that transition was from a just like an, an aesthetic perspective was it's so cool um and yeah i mean going back to 17 like I, that was one where you know i'm like left-handed i don't have the distance to get there too and so i am grinding on that second shot trying to get it to the proper side of the fairway and the proper distance because i know that like i'm I'm hitting it to this i wouldn't even call it a tabletop green it's like a 
you know, it it's because it's so curved up top. It's it's like hitting one to, you know, the top of a muffin kind of thing. And like, right. you know, you've got to get, you got to get, you got to be in the fairway so you can get spin on it. You've got to, you know, have a wedge in your hand if you're coming in there and expecting to stop it. It's it's just a, just a great, great hole all around, you know, and, and it's one that I think great for like having a tournament like the NCAAs out there where it's, you know, it makes par kind of, superfluous like you're gonna you know you're playing you know it's it's a great match play hole you're playing your opponent you know on that and i think i think that's something on this course where it really got me it was like it's a great course to play match play on you know or it's a great course to play a game on versus just playing you know against against par right right and i i don't think that you can talk about that without discussing the gunch or the you know the long no. grass area um you know, Kansas in the gunch, I don't understand it, but it's everywhere and it sucks. I hate it to death. It's the worst. It, it's you go in there and it's just like, just grab another one and you're not, you don't even want to find it. Um, but that's what makes it so interesting, right? You go out to Prairie Dunes, you shoot 82 and you're like, wow, I played great. You know, I loved it. But you have a couple of unfortunate situations. You lose one one way or the other and it's here in the gunch. So um, I would say that that's like probably the number one thing that not great players kind of take away from that course. It's like, Oh, I wish that I didn't lose so many balls because it gets in the gunch and it's over and whatever. But that's why what you said is exactly true. You know, it's a match play. It's, it's a place where you go play games with somebody. Um, I wouldn't ever want to go out there and try and shoot 70. That would just be brutal. Well, it's also, uh, I think, I, th I think it's something too, like it forces you to play within yourself. And that's not always like the obvious you know, choices that you, that you get to within a round of, Hey, you know, should I go for this or not go for that? Like, yeah, you're always going to have those, but, um, you know, like, like I remember on 10, you know, just thinking, Oh God, like I can go for that pin or like those, you not want to be in those bunkers, you know, short right of 10 or I, th I think I was short right one time and then long left the second time we played and just thinking like it's, it really forces you to, to play conservatively in certain spots where, you know, because otherwise you can, you can get caught with your hand in the cookie jar and, you know, and then be, be punching out sideways or even backwards. So. Right. Yeah. So the bunkering style based on your travels, how would you compare that? Cause to me, they're very unique in that, like they almost have the sharp edges of like Australia bunkers. Yeah. Um, but not quite. So I, I guess, where do you position kind of the bunkering style out there? Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, you definitely see some McKenzie in it where, you know, that's, I think that's the other reason it kind of reminds me of Paso Tiempo, just in that it's a, it's a great piece of land. There's some very, very visually intimidating bunkers out there. Um, especially on the back nine, it kind of, you know, kind of ramps up as you go along. Like you definitely see it on two, but then, um, you know, some of the newer holes, like uh, you know, four um, on the front. You know, you see a little bit different style of bunkering on on some of those as well. But then on the back, you just you know over and over and over again. You're just like it's it's uh it just it's like ingrained in your head. Like yo, I gotta stay out of these bunkers. Like it's <laughs> because not only are they visually intimidating, they are you know they're 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 in the very places that you're probably going to miss and depending upon where the pin is, you know, they're, they're, it's probably running away from you <laughs> too. So, hey. um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's pretty unique. It's pretty one of a kind, like it's, you know, um, 
I'd, I'd been fortunate to play some other places like in Nebraska and Eastern Colorado that, you know, you see, you see a place like Sand Hills or you see a place like Valley Neal and you see, you know, the architects there, like take, take things. You can tell they took things from Prairie Dunes. Like I would say Sand Hills is probably, you know, one of the closest approximations that I've seen, but that's, but that's probably because Cor and Crenshaw, you know, took a lot of things from Prairie Dunes and applied it at Sand Hills. So, um, yeah, so just from, from that perspective, you know, from an architecture perspective, you know, I can only kind of go off what I've seen prior, but it's, it's unique. Right. And I think that's why, like, it's unique and distinctive and that's why it sticks out and it, and it seems to only be getting better with time. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and speaking of, you know, getting better with time, I think that Prairie Dunes, you know, maybe five years from now, we might be having a totally different conversation about that golf course. They're thinking critically about, you know, what to do out there, specifically around the grassing. You know, we were talking a little bit about kind of that comparison with Paso Tiempo where, um, you know, from a conditioning perspective, I don't think you're going to go out there and be like, holy crap, like this is the best condition golf course ever. Now, I want to preface it by saying it's in fantastic condition. Well, it's, it I thought very, very, yeah, lovely. I thought it was like two, there was two kind of sides of that coin. It was like the, the greens were fucking awesome. I mean, the, the greens were like so pure. And then, yeah, I'm not, is it, is it Kentucky bluegrass or rye or some sort of rye. mix in there? And it seems like it's just yeah. a, just a bitch to kind of get it up to speed you know after the winter and then keep it going all summer and, and and kind of find that balance with it it's just a very i mean and it seems like it's kind of in a in an interesting climate um you know because it gets super fucking hot in the summer and very cold in the winter right yeah oh yeah yeah no it, it's it's like a it's very similar to like a desert climate where like you said in the winter super super cold in the summer it's going to be 100 and from a you know agronomy standpoint managing those two is impossible they went towards it started out with you know warm season grass bermuda that's how the golf course started you know a lot of the intent of uh you know the greens and stuff are, are running shots you know that's kind of how it was built um they moved to you know the rye because you know in kansas in the winter majority of the year you can keep that nice and green and pretty mm -hmm. um there are some golf courses or excuse me there are some you know homes around the golf course not really like on it per se um but apparently that was a huge influence to change the grass they wanted to see a green pretty golf course um now they're actually like seriously considering going back to a form of, of bermuda throughout the golf course i think that Personally, I think that it'll play way more consistent, way more like it was intended to when, you know, when it was built and, and bring more opportunity for uh, you know, different types of shots out there. I, I don't think Prairie Dunes runs like extremely fast. Um, I don't think it's super firm. The greens are super firm, but, um, you know, the ride definitely inhibits some of that, especially, excuse me, especially during the summer months. I mean, there's going to be some areas that are burnt out. You just can't maintain you know, right like that in a hundred degree desert conditions, it's just nearly impossible. So I think if they were to end up moving in that direction and, and, you know, bringing in Bermuda again throughout the golf course, I think it'd play completely different. I think, I personally think that that would be the the way to go, but we'll see, we'll see what, what they think. I think there's, you know, benefits in, in both directions and the rise fantastic. I, you know, it's some of the best surfaces you can, you know, hit iron shots off of, but we'll see. 
What are the uh, what are the greens currently? Are they bent? Are those are those are they like a like a mixture? You know, I, I'm not 100 percent sure. I they don't they don't jump out to me as being bent, but um, I don't know. That's a really good question. Talking a little bit too, just about the club, like the the why you feel so comfortable there, and I think you know going mm-hmm. into the clubhouse in and just you know like you're sitting there and you feel like you're kind of in a game room or something when you're when you're in like the men's grill or it's just there's nothing pretentious about it there's nothing um you know intimidating about it everything feels you know feels like everything you need nothing you don't and just very very um you know very comfortable this this gift of of land that makes no sense mm-hmm. um you know in the place that it's it's positioned um and they're making the most of it and their their minds right so yeah it, it's it's such an interesting thing but yeah the, the membership the club you walk in zero pretension you know it's, it's good midwestern nice throughout um you know but they also have this thing that's like super important and super special so i think that that'll be their key to success moving forward and i think that's something that they want to continue to focus on uh moving forward just to maintain that that you know welcoming nature of the club um but yeah that that that's what makes it so special to me is is i don't feel like i'm walking on eggshells i don't feel like i i can't say something you know you get into that men's men's grill or whatever and and you know you have a, a pitcher of beer and you have a good time and you talk to you know, big Dan or whoever that walks in and, and it's just, it's, it's fun. It's enjoyable. So it's like, um, it's like, yeah, distinctively, it's, a great it's distinctively Kansas and it's distinctively world-class and it shows that those right. two things can both be true at the same time. Right. Sure. Um, <laughs> it, it was funny when we were the leaving to like, it's, it's, um, it, uh, you know, down, down the road a little bit, there's a, I don't know if it's a Faldo course or something, but like not, not yeah, that far yeah. away. And you're like, and you're like just looking at it and you think, God, like, you know, this is like, how could you fuck this up so, so badly? <laughs> Remember you telling me that and you're like, look at how that feeds away versus, you know, it's, it's just, it's just like such a juxtaposition to, you know, trying to do something that doesn't make sense on, on, you know, on similar land versus, versus, uh, what they did at Prairie Dunes. Yeah. Cottonwood Hills is what you're talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. It sounds like he took that natural landscape that we were on at Prairie Dunes and just said, fuck <laughs> this and just completely redid whatever he wanted to do, you know, with the, the land. All I've ever heard, I've never had the opportunity to play it cause it's closed now for like the third or fourth time in the last five years. Um, just heard it's like brutally hard just good luck uh which is really really sad because i don't understand how you can screw that up out there yeah because it's not i mean it's what it's like a like looking at it as the crow flies it's probably a mile and a half from prairie dunes and it's on kind of that same same little spit of land that or those those little sand hills that run run right through there um you know kind of on the uh what is that? The northeast side of Hutchinson there. It looks like there's, you know, kind of between the northeast side of Hutchinson and, um, and then Bueller there's, there's like a little, you know, there's, there's this little spit of, of, of sand hills in there. And then, you know, but, but yeah. like you said earlier, like it doesn't make sense or it doesn't 
not part of some larger ecosystem. It's kind of just there unto itself, which is which is crazy. Right. And yeah, it's crazy. And it's completely changed the the landscape. It's changed, you know, the, the type of plants that are in the area. Uh, this little, I guess it was a glacial field that came down and just created this fairly small area um you know that that now have all these hills and, and it, it's interesting because like the essence of kansas is still throughout the the soil i mean it's a, a clay-based soil that just has this sandy loam that is created from some glacial area and with all the winds it's like boom here's dunes but it's just so wild because you go five miles in either direction and it's pancake flat like not anywhere close to what it looks like on prairie dunes it's such a unique little piece of of you know gulf heaven uh in that little area but it's also very similar to, to like you said like the sand hills you go up to, to nebraska um you know northwest nebraska and it's like oh this is kind of what it looks like but what's so wild about that is northwest nebraska is just this most expansive you know it seems like it's never-ending space and then you get to prairie dunes and it's like oh we're here now because you can see the landscape just completely changed yeah it, f- and, it felt a lot uh, more you know kind of um like unto itself, like a little exclave versus, you know, it's, it's part of like, it's, it's part of this, this, this larger vastness at Sand Hills or at Ballyneal or somewhere like that, where you're, you're looking out on 30 miles of just, you know, vast dunescape. And here it's like, no, it's, it's, and it's kind of hemmed in by some trees and everything like that to where, you know, it, it's got a lot more of an intimacy to it, I think. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Uh, what's, I'm most excited about, uh, biased of course, but they have significant amount of land holdings around the golf course as well. And heard more than rumors about a potential par three golf course coming in. They're thinking like 12 to 13 holes. Hell yeah. They'll have, uh, kind of, kind of like you know, just, yeah. just left of 10, 11, yes. 12 there. Yeah. Okay. You got it. Yep. Yep. So, you know, with the national membership and the rising popularity of, um, you know, of Prairie Dunes, they've kind of come to this position where they're, you know, potentially thinking they might need some more holes just to house as many people as they're housing and mm-hmm. still, you know, respect the the local membership as well. So, you know, first thing that, that came to mind was a, a little par three golf course. And, um, you know, I say little, I don't know if they're trying to do, you know, something like uh, the preserve or if they're trying to do more of a pitch and putt but anyway i think that that land um you know based on, on what i've heard is just as good if not better than what's on the actual golf course so i can only imagine you know what they'd, they'd end up doing so they have um they had corn crenshaw as kind of their north star for a long time from an architectural standpoint but um now the guy kind of you know making the plays and, and calling the shots is uh, dave axland so he's um you've done a lot of work in the sand hills so this you know, unique area that's very similar is uh you know kind of right up his alley so i think that um he's laid out a par three golf course and i'm, I'm fingers crossed that they're going to get out there and, and make that happen because i think that would take the experience from you know 9.5 out of 10 to a you know 11 out of 10 yeah no and yeah dave dave is you know similar to what press did he's got all the kind of the core crenshaw philosophy after working with them for for so long as well so um yeah got and go to the fried egg site too they've uh, andy andy's spent a ton of time out of prairie dunes he's done a lot of the photography 
uh, in the clubhouse. He's done some great drone work, and and he's got he and Garrett have a an unbelievable write up uh, or a few write ups on there about Prairie Dune. So I would definitely recommend that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, did get confirmation bent greens bent greens okay i was gonna say cause, cause, yeah they're like bent greens but they're they're firm bent greens where like, you can tell there's there's yeah. either you know there's clay under there there's they're not you know they're not uh you know kind of the the one hop and stop kind of bent greens so right um right. all right well, well good stuff man i'm i'm stoked to get back out there i'm dying to get back out there in the fall it's uh just with mm-hmm. the with the leaves and and you know kind of a little bit lower sun in the sky and, and those native grasses popping in the afternoon. Yep. Stoked for that. Textures are exploding in the fall. Exactly. Well, good stuff. People get to Prairie Dunes. You won't regret it. Yeah. Yeah. And get there before, you know, they don't want you there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Good stuff.